hand motions and made me smile a little bit. So it's uh, really, really good on that. Um, man, I don't know whether to say ahoy, huzzah, or whether I should just start throwing candy out. It's been such a crazy time in the kids' ministry aspect. Um, but man, I count it a privilege every time that I get to come and, and preach God's word for that. Um, I hope you're ready because we're going to read an entire book of the Bible here tonight. I know some of you are like, great, great. Nope, but go ahead and turn to 2 John, the book of 2 John. Go ahead and turn to the book of 2 John. Book of 2 John, well, there is no chapters, so it's just the whole entire book we're going to be reading here tonight. Amen. So the book of 2 John, it states in verse 1, it says, The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not the doctrine, receive him not unto your house, and neither bid him Godspeed. For he that uh, biddeth him Godspeed is partakers of his evil deeds." Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. Can I tell you, I went, when I went to college in the place that we do not speak of here, um, it was very interesting because when I went there, I could tell who was from the East Coast, and who was from the West Coast. I could tell who, where certain people were because there was something that I've never seen happen before. As we were hanging out on campus, we saw some people from the East Coast, and they got really excited. They were super excited. And they were really, they're like, whoa, this is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, wow, what, what, are, they, what are they talking about? What, I mean, what's going on? And, stuff. and so then we'd walk up. Oh, what are you talking about? And they're like, check this out. <laughs> it's a tumbleweed. It's for reals. I only seen these in movies. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like. And no joke, they would be so excited to see a tumbleweed. Now, back in California on the campus, especially in the Lancaster area, it was all desert. And so here's the thing, the wind would blow and guess what would come onto the campus? A whole bunch of these tumbleweeds. And they would roll, and you would see them roll. As the wind picked up, you would just see like a whole pile of them going across the campus. And at the very beginning of the year, you would see people go and grab them. I remember there was one time there was a group 
that actually picked one up and they all took a picture around it. And they were so excited. They were sending it back home so people can use. And man, can I tell you, a tumbleweed, a tumbleweed can blow so easily around. The tumbleweed blows whenever, whenever the, the wind picks up. And if there's something, you'll see them crossing the way and, and everything. And Brother Adam was right. I mean, good night. Who knows? This tumbleweed could have came up here from last night's storm, but unfortunately it did not. But the tumbleweed's easily moved. Easily moved. Now, my other time in California, I was able to go up to Northern California. Okay, and I was able to go, and let me tell you, it's like a night and day difference. Southern California and Northern California is night and day difference. And uh, when I drove up there, I saw some trees. And I'm like, where are they? And let me tell you, I saw some actual trees, not Joshua trees. Okay, and here's, so I saw some trees, and man, there are some trees that would go way up high, and we were able to drive around, and man, it was beautiful. I couldn't believe I was in California. It was beautiful. Okay, and I would go around, and man, there's these giant trees. And man, the storm would go through, storm would happen, and guess what? These trees stayed put. You would sure you would see a little bit of the wind shaking. You'd see a little bit of the, the breeze going through. But man, that tree stood put. You want to know why? Because that tree was planted. That tree was planted in some soil, some good soil. And the roots went way down to hold that tree into place. Can I tell you? What are you like here tonight? Are you like a tumbleweed moving with the culture? Are you like the tumbleweed where the slightest change, the slightest breeze of the world happens and that's where you end up going? Or are you planted? And if so, if you're planted, are you planted in God's truth? Are you planted in God's word? Are you planted in what God would have you to do? Can I tell you, we live in an age that celebrates cultural diversity. Culture is a deep-rooted, it's intriguing, it's appealing. And man, there's a lot of people that just celebrate culture. And it almost gets to the point where they sacrifice truth to embrace culture. Sometimes our interest in culture goes a lot farther than what it should. Here's the thing. Our relationship to God's truth affects every relationship that we have. Our relationship to God affects every relationship that we have. We have many relationships, not only in this life, but it also affects our eternal life. In this life, what we do with the truth today affects every aspect of how we behave on whether or not we're going to be moved with the winds or whether or not we're going to stay grounded and planted. Our relationship with the truth matters. If we reject the truth of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and instead we substitute it for cultural we substitute it for culture or we substitute it for sin, then we will suffer in eternity in a place the Bible calls hell. Jesus knew this ramification. In fact, it's quoted in John 17, 20, neither pray if or these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me though they're, uh, through their word. He also says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus knew that his disciples were going to need to grow. Jesus knew that his disciples needed to get planted, need to get planted, not just in the world, not just in anything, but he needed, the disciples needed to get planted in the truth of God. We're here tonight. We're here tonight. And I want to ask, are you planted? Not just are you planted in just anything, but are you planted in the truth? Are you planted in God's word? Here's the thing. Are you allowing the world to toss you around with the trends, our false lies of today? 
teenagers, are you allowing your friends to guide you in the way that you think or behave? Are we planted? We're going to go ahead and take a look at a little bit of 2 John. We're going to take a look. There's some background. First off, 2 John is written by the Apostle John, who refers to himself as the elder. And he's here, and he refers to a lady. The lady refers, it's a particular lady in Asia Minor, perhaps a lady who opened up her home as a location for a church, but it's a lady that John has decided to write to. We also are going to take a look that there is, at this particular time, there's a, a lot of false teachers. There is a lot of false teachers by the way of Gnostics who taught that the material world was evil, knowledge was supreme, and you can believe there is a God, but he cannot be known personally. Many of these people, many of these teachers were back then in the Bible days. They're still relevant here today as well. But back then, that's why when we look at this, we have to take a look on why John is saying what he is saying. So tonight we're going to learn how we can be planted or grounded in God's truth. Rootedness in Christ means that we are connected not only to Christ, but also to his people. We relate to other Christians with respect to the truth, and we hold in common that truth is the basis of God. So the first thing is that we're going to take a look at is our relationship to the truth. Verse 1 It says, the elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all that they have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus and the Son of the Father in truth and love. It's not... When we are grounded in truth, we get to form a bond with people. We get to form a bond with other believers. It's not about, here's the thing that's great, is that we realize that when we come to church, and I know I'm talking to the Wednesday night crowd. I know that I'm talking to the people. You're like, Brother Z, we're here. I get that. But man, isn't it great when we get to come together? It's so great. Man, if 2020 didn't teach us anything, we need each other. 2020, when we weren't having in-person services, and man, man, that first service, when we were all able to come together, wasn't that a sweet time? That time where we get to be with each other, we get to talk to each other. Man, we formed a bond. We formed a bond. And, but here's the great thing. The bond that we formed, it's not about this church building. The bond that we formed, it's not about our culture. You want to know why we gather here and why we have such a great bond here at West Valley Baptist Church? It's because we gather because of the truth of the word of God. And that that is the thing that brings us together. We all want to hear the truth. We all want to learn about Jesus. So it's a bond. You know what, there's, there's this thing, there's this place that, man, when I think about, it just brings bond and brings fellowship. Guys, go ahead and show that place. Can you go ahead and show that? Let me show you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Go ahead. You got the other one? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Just to let you know, that, that was at the village in Meridian today. Just to let you know. So can I tell you, for those of you who haven't been blessed by this manna that is coming to Nampa, or to Meridian, into the Treasure Valley, good old In-N-Out Burger. It's a real burger, just saying. Okay. So here's the thing. In-N-Out Burger. It's delicious. How many of you have had In-N-Out Burger before? Oh, amen. I am in good company. Okay, you can put your hands down. Okay. You know what? I can walk up to somebody who loves In-N-Out Burger, and I could be, and we can strike up a conversation right away. I, I mean, let me tell you, there's some great fellowship that happens over a double double with animal style fries. Okay, great fellowship that happens. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I understand some of you, some of you, maybe don't feel as right as what a lot of us feel. 
right? But some of you may not like In-N-Out Burger. The altar will be open after the service today. (laughs) But here's the thing. You may say, I like Freddy's. Okay, you may say, I like Freddy's, right? Raise your hand if you like Freddy's. Very good. Okay, you can put your hands down. Okay. So the Freddy's people can get together while the rest of us will go to In-N-Out. Okay. And here's the thing. They will go ahead and they will talk about Freddy's and they'll talk about it. Okay. How many of you would say you like Taco Bell? All right. There's some. All right. Very good. Very good. Right. Excellent. You know, there's a lot of bond that we can do over food. There's a lot of bond that we can do over food. And and many of us will talk about Mexican food. We'll talk about pizza. We'll talk about all sorts of stuff. And when when we do that, guess what we're doing? We're creating a bond together, right? Now, here's the thing. Another strong bond that happens is there's like sports. Many of us, we like sports teams. Many of us, we we go for our favorite sports team. You know, if you're a a Boise State fan, right, we all can come together and root for the Broncos because that's the only thing we have here to root for, okay? And so we can all come together and root, and that forms a bond. You see that, and it's great company. Now, here's other bonds, and I know this is true in here. There's many hunters in here, right? There's many people that love hunting. There's many people who love guns, they love their weapons, they love uh, protection, and they talk about it, and they show, and I've seen it happen. They'll go, oh, hey, I just purchased a new gun. Hey, I just went hunting. Did you catch something? I just went fishing. You know what? Our hobbies forms a bond with each other. But here's the thing. Here's, Here's the thing. The great thing about being a Christian is that Christians, we don't have to love the same food. Christians, we don't have to know what type of gun that we have. Christians, we don't have to agree on In-N-Out or Freddy's. We don't have to agree on Mountain Dew. We don't have to agree on Ford or Chevy's. We don't have to agree on any of that stuff. You want to know what's great is that when our bond with Jesus Christ is better than any other bond out there. Our bond with Jesus Christ is way better and is more permanent than any other bond that we can create. So here's the thing about the bond. There, there's two chords in the bond of truth, and that is love and discernment. Love that is based in truth is more solid than any emotional come-and-go love that abounds with us. God's truth is based on love. God's word is based on love. John 4.10, it's 1 John 4.10, it says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Romans 8.38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's the thing. The bond that brings us together is love, is love. Man, can I tell you, I love being here at church. I love hanging out with other believers. I love hanging out with with the Wicklands. I love hanging out with the Thomases. And I love hanging out with each and every one of you. Man, the Memorial Day picnic, just bouncing around and hanging out with everybody. It's great and it's a lot of fun. And guess what? It's love. It's love. And you may say, well, Brother Z, well, what, what, why do I have to love so-and-so? Why do I have to love, why do I have to love this person? This person doesn't even deserve it. Man, well, the reason is, did you deserve God's love? No, we don't. So, but here's the thing. God loved us, even though we were sinners. God showed his love to us. God showed his love and guess what we should do in return? We should show love to other people, even if they don't deserve it. We've been teaching that in the children's church. Um, in children's church time is showing love, treating other people on how you would want to be treated. Man, that's a good rule for some kids. That's some good rule for some brothers and sisters, right? You want them to treat your toys nicely, then you should treat their toys nicely. Man, 
But man, that's a great lesson for us adults as well. We need to show love to people. Why? Because God showed love to us. We, in addition to love, our bond of truth should have a cord of discernment. Discernment safeguards the truth. And that is why God does not call us to an, um, to an indecimate bond of love. Philippians 1, 1, 9 says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere without the offense till the day of Christ. We have to realize that God calls us to have doctrinal discernment, doctrinal discernment of truth. We want to make sure that we protect what we believe is truth. We want to make sure just because we see it on the news doesn't mean that it's true. Just because we see it on Facebook doesn't mean that that's what is truly happening. Just because we hear it at the water cooler at work doesn't mean that, oh man, we really should take that for truth. There's only one place that we can always find truth. We say in children's church that God wrote the Bible. And we say, can God ever tell a lie? No, God can never tell a lie. So if God wrote the Bible and God can never tell a lie, what does that make the Bible? Truth. This is the one place that we can always go for truth. Not your Facebook, not your, not your Instagram, not your TikTok, not your blogs, but the Bible. We need to discern what we believe is truth. Man, there's people out there who, man, they look nice, they dress nice, man, maybe they look sharp and they, 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 they are very well with their words. And man, they will start and they'll start telling you some things. You're like, wow, yeah, me and him, me and that person agree with that. And then pretty soon, if you start listening to what they're saying, you realize that you got to watch what people believe in. When you start talking to them about truth, remember our bond, our bond is based in Jesus Christ. Our bond is based on the word of truth. When a bond is based on anything other than the truth of God's word, it is a weak temporal bond. And while we can, can I tell you, man, me and somebody that loves in and out Burger, me and Brother Don, who me and him, I think, love Mountain Dew just the same, Man, me and Brother Don, we can have a great conversation, but if our whole bond is based off of Mountain Dew, that's only temporary. That's only temporary, and it's only temporal. If your only bond with somebody is because of their favorite sports teams, well, guess what? An off-season's coming, and pretty soon, you're not going to have very much to have strengthen that bond with, especially if you have a losing season, okay? So... Our bond is based on God's truth. Anything else is this temporal. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. Can I tell you, there was about, whenever the ladies, I think the ladies had an activity here. And it was, it's going to be a day that I, I will not forget in a very long time. Because the ladies' activity, I believe, ended at like 3, 12, maybe, somewhere around that, that time. But we were tasked to go ahead and come in and to start cleaning up, just like what we normally do. We had to reset the, reset the church, everything. Man, I was so grateful for those that came and helped and reset the church. Did a fantastic job. Rachel was there, and we were locking up. Everybody had left, and man, I was so, I was so happy. I'm like, all right. It's time to go. We still have a good afternoon left. It's fantastic. And I go, and we're about to walk out. I think we almost practically walked out, and I go like this. Oh, oh, babe, do you have the keys? And she's like, no. She's like, you're the one who drove here. Like, you're the one who drove here. You have the keys. And I'm like, oh, I don't have the keys. I must have left them back in the office. So I go into the office. Nope, no keys. I'm like, well, that's weird. 
okay. And so then I, I tell Rachel, and Rachel comes back in, and for the next several hours, we tear this church apart looking for our one key to get into our car and to start our car. Several hours. So then we go about, and, and finally, finally, and here's the crazy thing, is that we had just got back from men's advance, and let me tell you, I was getting pounded by current emotion at that time. And uh, at that time, Rachel suggested, why don't we get order some food? And I said, good idea. So we order food, and we call, her, we call insurance, and uh, they said, okay, not a problem, we'll send somebody out. Two hours later, the guy is still not here. And I, at this point, current emotions doing a victory dance on me, right? And I call the guy. I call the insurance. They figure out there was something going on with their system. So the guy actually never got the notification to come out. Guy finally comes out. I meet him. He goes to our car and takes a look at it. He's like, oh, you need a new key. I said, yeah, that's, that's what I said, told the, the, the person. Oh, I don't make new keys. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, no, you need to call somebody else. And I'm like, are you serious? And so then I call another guy, and that guy comes within 20 minutes. He goes, he looks at it, not a problem, I got you. And he goes and he makes me a key. So now it's 8 o'clock at night, and we didn't accomplish any of our tasks that we did, but it was still a great time because we were able to be, we were still able to be together and we were still able to uh, do some things on the computer and stuff like that that needed to be done. But the whole point of that is this. I couldn't go anywhere because I didn't have my one key. No other key would work. I couldn't use a church key to start my car. I couldn't, use, I couldn't use somebody else's keys that's been sitting in the lost and found forever. I couldn't use that key. I couldn't use any of the keys. There is one key that I can use for my car to start the car. Here's the, here's the thing. There's only one way to heaven. There's so many times that people are going to say, well, if you are a good person, you can get to heaven. No. Uh, 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 Well, if you give a certain amount of money, you can go ahead and you can get to heaven. You can get to heaven. No. Well, I mean, if you get baptized, you'll for sure get to heaven. No. The Bible says there's only one way. And there's other teachers, there's other religions out there that will tell you, you have to do this to get to heaven. You have to do this to get to heaven. And can I tell you that it has already been done. It has already been done. There is only one way to heaven. Just like how there's only one key that will start. There's only one type of key that will start my car. I can't use multiple. There's not multiple ways to get to heaven. There's one way to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We have to be careful on the people that we listen to and believe when we talk about truth. Other religions who claim that they believe just like how you believe. They claim, oh, yeah, 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 I believe in Jesus. Yeah, but they don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Oh, yeah, 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 I believe in almost everything that you believe, but I believe that you have to get baptized to get to heaven. Well, we don't believe the same thing then. We have to have discernment. So we have to have love. We have to have love for each other. We have to have love to bond us together. But we also have to be careful and discern one another. We have to be careful on who we fellowship with and talk with about that. You got to be careful on the beliefs. So we see our relationship in Christ. We see our relationship to truth. It is a bond. Next, we see it is our strength. In verse 2, 2 John verse 2, it says, For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace by God the Father from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in the love. The word truth in the Greek means aletheia, meaning objectively 
what is true in any matter under consideration according to the truth. We have to understand that it says that God doesn't change. Here's the great thing about that is that you're reading the Bible, you're reading the truth. You don't have to wonder, hmm, does this truth still apply for me today? Yes, it still applies for us today. You want to know why? Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is same yesterday and today and forever. Here's the great thing about this, is that what is true for our grandparents is true for us today. For what's true for us now is good for our kids in the future. What is true today is true always from the word of God. The Bible is truth. Well, you don't understand. The Bible, I mean, the Bible said, you know, don't be unequally yoked. It, it doesn't, you don't understand. The culture back then in the day was a lot different from today. Well, nope, the truth still applies today. Well, it says, honor thy father, thy mother. Well, brothers, you don't understand. The parents back in the day, they were a little bit different back then. So I know it says, honor thy father, thy mother, but the culture is different today. Well, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you're a tumbleweed then? Well, Brother Z, uh, it, it says... It, it, it says that, you know, there's, that there's only one way to heaven, but, you know, I was listening to so-and-so, and they said that, you know, as all, there's multiple ways to get to heaven, and man, this person, he was looking nice and kind of seemed like he understood what he was doing. Are you being moved like a tumbleweed? Are you staying planted in the truth that does not change, does not change? Hobbies and all other things of the world that we enjoy will not last forever. That's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. Can I tell you that, man, one of the hobbies I've been into, and many of you already know this, is Legos. You go into my office, I have a whole bunch of Legos right now. Kids love it. It's great. I enjoy it. Okay, here's the thing. All those Legos, they're not going to last forever. Hey, hunters. All those trophies that you collected, all those things that you've done, they're not going to last forever. Those, all those sports memorabilia that you have, those jerseys, their cards, they're not going to last forever. Your popularity, teenagers, they're not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. And that's the thing that we have to realize is that that remember, none of those things around. I'm not saying don't go out there and be like, Brother Z hates hunting. No, I don't hate hunting. Okay, I, what I'm saying is that all those things are great, but it's not going to last forever. It's temporal. It's temporal. Man, whatever your hobby is, it's only temporal. Here's the great thing. This isn't temporal. It's going to last forever. Man, can I tell you, Caleb... Guess what? When Brother Z is old and in the ground and you're going to be a sharp looking guy, can I tell you, the Bible's still going to apply to his life. Man, hey, one day when Jaden's up here and he's preaching and man, Jaden's up here and we're all old and Jaden's up here looking cool with his fro, guess what? The Bible's still going to be relevant for us today. The Bible doesn't change. So then here's this question. If the Bible doesn't change, why do we focus so much on things that do change? If the Bible doesn't change, why is it the last thing on our minds sometimes on, in any given day? We'd rather go to the, see the sports game. We'd rather go hunting. We'd rather go fishing. We'd rather go hang out with our friends. We'd rather go on Twitter. We'd rather go on the gram. We'd rather go on TikTok. We'd rather go do something totally temporal. And that will eventually change when, guess what? The Bible doesn't change. But yet we decide, I'll read that later. We, we leave it 
on our dashboard on the car. We leave it somewhere in the house. We leave it at church for Brother Z and Miss Rachel to find when they do the midweek clean. We leave the Bible, and it's the last thing on our mind. But man, can I tell you, it's the only thing in our life that's not going to change. It's the only thing in our life that's not going to change. God's truth never changes. And we must not allow our passion for other things to get in the place of learning God's truth. Second John 3, grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and in love. So, we're here. We know we have a strong bond. We know that we don't want to be like a tumbleweed blowing in the wind. We want to be like that tree planted and grounded in truth. How do we do that? We're going to talk about some, some responsibilities that we have, and then we'll go home. First off, I want to bring up a very, very a quote that has stood with me for a very long time. Many of you may even know this person. It is this, with great power comes great responsibility. And if you don't know who said that, that was Ben Parker in Spider-Man. If you don't know, first off, Brother Z loves Spider-Man too as well. Okay, so, uh, so here's the thing. This was the time. If you don't know, I'll catch you up a little bit. Okay, I'll catch you up. Uncle Ben was trying to do the right thing. And he stood his ground and tried to stop a burglar from robbing a place. And he stood his ground, and the burglar ended up, he pulled out his gun and shot Uncle Ben. Shot Uncle Ben. And then Peter Parker come, finds it, comes running up to him, and his last words, what great wisdom, his last words he told Peter with great power comes great responsibility. Of course, in the movie, in the show, in the cartoons, everything, he's referring, he's talking, you know, Peter is struggling with being Spider-Man and being there, having that responsibility. And ultimately, because of that quote, he turns into Spider-Man and he accepts it. Okay, so you say, okay, why did we just get a Spider-Man history, right? Well, one, because Adam took all my Star Wars references, so I have to come up with something. No. Um, so, because that quote is so true for us today. With great power comes great responsibility. Hey, we know the truth. We know the truth. We have power. We have so much power in this book. We have so much power in, in, in knowing what God has done for us. But what do you choose to do with it? What do you choose to do with it? So can I tell you that we have some responsibility? So first responsibility, okay, is we need to walk with God. We need to walk with God. Just like how every parent loves that day when the child walks with, walks for the first time. You know that first step, you know, they're going and they're kind of like, Whoa, right, and trying to not fall and everything, and they take that first step and they're like, Yay! right? We need to learn to walk with the Lord. You need to learn how to walk with the Lord. It, and, um, and, and John, it even talks about how he was excited to see the elect woman's children continuing walking in the Lord. Walking in truth implies more than just attending a Sunday morning service. It requires for us to work at it Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again. It requires for us to walk. It requires for us to do some things. What are some things that we can do to help our walk with the Lord? Number one, we can read the word of God. Deuteronomy 17, 18, and it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of the law and the book out of that which is before the priest, the Levites, and it shall be with him and he shall read therein all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of the law and the statutes to do them. God instructed the king of Israel 
to make to to focus on the word and guess what we should be focused on the word do you have a time where you read your bible teenagers do you have a time when you read your bible adults do we have a time we talk a lot about teenagers talk a lot about the kids you know read our bible pray every day and we'll grow 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 when do we read our bible when do your kids see you read your bible can I encourage you, each and every one of us in here need to have a Bible time. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's at lunch, whether it's in the evening time, before bedtime, whatever it is, we need the Bible. We need to worry about the truth. Turn, put down the phone and open up the truth. And when we do that, just like the song that I reference, when we read our Bible, we pray every day, guess what we do? We grow, grow, grow. I know it's a kid's song, but it has some truth in it, okay? It has some truth. But, man, we should be eager to wanting to read God's word. Man, can I tell you, there is a time when Rachel and I, when we were, we were dating, and I used to look forward to her letters that she would write me. Oh, yeah, Teenagers, this is back in the day when you actually had like a pen and paper and you actually like kind of wrote down like, you know, your thoughts and you gave it to the other person, right? Man, can I tell you, we get so excited. I would get so excited. I would get, I, I mean, it would be, I could be coming off, I used to work nights. I could be coming off a night shift and I'd be exhausted. And then I would, remember, I, I would get a letter from her or I'd get a note from her that I had saved. I could not wait. I couldn't wait. And so even though I was tired, I was exhausted, I was like, ooh, yeah. Right? And I would pull it out, and I would open it, and I would sit there, and I would read it. Oh, oh yeah. And then, can I tell you, there's nothing, another point. Man, when she gave me a compliment. I was preaching one day when, I was, when we were dating, and I remember I had preached and went in the back, and she walked by, and she said, hey, you look spiffy in that suit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, on the way home, I had, like, the biggest smile. It was great. She told me I look spiffy. I look spiffy in my gray suit. Okay, and you may say, okay, Brother Z, what's the point of that? I was excited to read Rachel's letter how excited are we to read God's letter to us? Rachel's letter was talking about how much she loved me and mushy-gushy stuff and everything, right? God's love letter is here for us. But man, we don't treat it the same way, do we? We don't get as excited. We don't get like, ooh, yeah, I get to read God's word. Why not? Why don't we get excited about it? Why don't we get excited we want to grow in God's love. We want to grow. We want to grow. And, and so we need to walk with the Lord. How do we do that? We read the Bible. We read the Bible. Next, we study the Bible. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to study it. You have questions Guess what? Brother Z has questions when he reads the Bible. When Rachel and I, we, read, we do couples devotion. When we read it together, we have questions. We ask each other questions. There's nothing wrong with that. I've asked pastor questions about certain passages in the Bible. It's called studying. You have questions. Write it down. Figure it out. Just don't read through it and be like, ah, pastor will preach on it eventually. You know, study it. Study it for yourself. Know what the truth says. Know what the truth says. Don't, just don't take pastor's word on it. Just don't take Brother Z's word. Don't just take Brother Robbie's word. Know what the Bible says. Know what you believe. Know what the Bible says about how much God loves you. Know about the doctrine. Learn it for yourself. So study the word of God. Memorize the word of God. Psalm 119.11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Start out slowly by reading. Pick a verse. Pick a verse. Just write it down on a three by five card. Write it down on a sticky note. Do whatever. What, what Rachel does, what me and Rachel do, we have verses throughout 
our apartment. And so guess what? When I'm brushing my teeth, I can see, I can sit there and I can see the verse that we're trying to memorize or what she's trying to memorize. And write it out. Look at it. Keep it in the car. Keep it in your locker, guys or girls, right? Keep it, keep it somewhere where you constantly are looking at it and try to memorize it. Work on memorizing it because can I tell you that when the time comes, God is going to bring that right to your mind when you, when you need it the most. When you need it the most. Work on memorizing. Okay, so we have, we have um, you want to go ahead and you want to read the word. You want to study the word. You want to memorize the word. And then you want to um, go ahead and apply the word. Psalm 119.9. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed there according to thy word? Can I tell you that it's great you're reading it. You're memorizing it. You're studying it. It's great. But now it's time to actually do what the word of God says. Right? It says, honor thy father, thy mother. Guess what? You should honor thy father, thy mother. It says not to, it says that we should go ahead and love each other. Well, man, start showing some love to each other. Quit being an Eeyore Christian. Start being happy. You may say, man, why is Brother Z always so happy? Why is Brother Z? Because, can I tell you, I love God, and I love what he's done in my life, and I love what he is doing. I love what he's doing here at the church. Man, we had a Memorial Day picnic, and we had a baptism for the first time. That should be amazing. That should excite us. Man, we had people, we have Connect Camp going. Keep in mind that I think it's only our second year ever having a Connect Camp. That's fantastic. Right? We have the youth group growing. We have, we have the kids' ministry going. And we have vacation Bible school coming up. Man, that gets exciting. You want to know why? Because God can do some amazing things. And he is doing some amazing things. But there's so many times you want to know what happens is that we don't allow for it to even affect us. You want to know why it doesn't affect us? Because maybe we're not completely planted in God's word. We're not, complain- we're not planted in his truth. And instead, we allow for social media, we allow for the news to sway how we feel about today. We're starting to act like a tumbleweed. Brother Z, but didn't you hear inflation? Did you hear about how expensive eggs are? (laughs) Yeah, it is. We actually went to go buy some the other day. We're like, whoa, okay. Did you see how expensive gas prices are? Did you see about global warming? Did you see about this this president? Or did you see about what this person did? Did you see about what this vote did? And man, the world is coming to an end. You want to know what's happening? You're allowing the tumbleweed. You're just blowing, blowing like a tumbleweed. Brother Z, how can you be so excited about vacation Bible school? Don't you know that kids can't be reached nowadays? Well, because I don't let what the world is saying about kids dictate what is happening here at Vacation Bible School. Don't you know that kids can't be reached? Don't you know, Brother Robbie, that teenagers, they just, they don't care about God's word anymore. You can't reach teenagers. It's like, they are so hard to reach. Why even bother? You might as well just give up. Well, you want to know why? Because we don't, we don't listen to what the world says about our teenagers. We don't listen to what the world says about the kids. We don't listen to that. You want to know what? We have the truth from the word of God. And we want to get planted. And we want to help others get planted. I want people, I want people to come and experience vacation Bible school. I want kids to come from all sorts, all over the area. Man, I, I look at some of the dresses that, we're, that some of the kids are coming from. And man, it's on the other side of Nampa. Some of the kids had no idea that our church even exists until vacation Bible school. Man, I get excited about that. Man, I get excited when I see teenagers go off to camp and they make decisions. And man, I get excited when people get baptized. And I get excited when people get right with the Lord. And I see people praying and talking and coming and having that bond. Man, it's a great thing. And I want to be a part of it. And I hope you guys do too as well. And you say, how do we get a part of it? You get planted. Quit being swayed by the world. 
Quit being allowing for other things other than the Bible dictate how you feel today. But decide, I'm going to stay planted. I'm going to get rooted like that tree up in Northern California. And I, when a storm comes, I'm going to still be here. When a storm comes of gossip and lies, I'm going to stay planted. When a storm comes of what's going on in this world, I'm going to stay planted. Where are you here tonight? Are you grounded in the truth of God's word? Are you being swayed like a tumbleweed? Are you being swayed by the things of the world, by social media, by your friends? Can I encourage you tonight? Get planted. Get planted in God's truth. How do we do that? We do that when we realize our relationship to the truth. We do that when we realize that we have a responsibility to the truth. And we start growing when we read our Bibles and we pray every day. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for today. And Lord, thank you for your word. And God, I'm grateful for your word. I'm grateful that we can go to a place, a single place for ultimate truth. God, that the truth doesn't change. The truth is relevant today as it was yesterday, as it was the day before, as it was 20 years ago. And God, I pray that if there's anyone in here who maybe realizes that they haven't been planted that they've been allowing the world to sway them multiple ways and dictating how they act and they behave. God, I pray that you would hear their prayers. I pray for those that are planted, Lord, that you would give them encouragement, that they would keep going, that they would continue to grow in your truth, Lord. Lord, help us at this time. At this time, let's go ahead and stand to our feet. The altar is open.